Well, you met Destiny, you met Malki, you met a few, and of course Coach Ryan Martin, a few of the CUNY Adaptive Wheelchair Basketball uh, personnel players. And now I want to introduce you to another standout from Team CUNY, Mr. Shane Knox. Shane, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right, so right off the bat, I know that you guys are doing an incredible thing a wheelchair basketball camp. Uh, fill my listeners in on what's going on there. Well, this is our first ever year doing our um, camp and what we're basically trying to do and going to do a good job at is just help the kids to enhance all of their skills. So like passing, dribbling, defense, shooting, et cetera, et cetera. Everything that's important for the game. Shane, how the heck do you guys not commit a foul with all the, you know, colliding and everything? Are you going to teach the kids how to wheel around and not get, uh, you know, foul, or, you know, commit a foul? Um, like technique, I guess I'm, I'm trying to ask. Right, right. It's basically about your timing on the floor like you basically just have to make sure that your big wheel is in front of the foot plate on defense because if the offensive player is out of control then that's um a foul on them well that's uh i mean and you guys maintain great control i was thinking to myself when i was doing the game in january man you know uh Edinburgh was committing some fouls, but you guys were so disciplined, and it was it was something to watch. And I know that's a testament to Coach Ryan Martin. For sure, for sure. He has a way of, like, breaking down hard concepts and making it easy for everybody to understand. Now, since I last got in touch with you guys, obviously it was Texas and it was historic, but I know that history isn't what really you guys are looking for. You're looking for a few W's. So what's the mindset coming into the second year of CUNY wheelchair basketball? The mindset is just like looking at everything that we've done so far and challenging ourselves on how to get better, you know, as a, individual and as a team and 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 i know that you personally value the way your work ethic is so so tell us about what you're doing this summer to improve on your game uh heading into this this next year every day i just take a little bit of time like maybe like two hours or so right and i just go in the gym and i just shoot and I push and I just like imagine that I'm in the game and like there's a defender or something like that. And I say to myself, if I'm in this type of situation, what would I do? You know, so I kind of just have a higher level of thinking to outbeat my opponent. And I know that you were doing X's and O's in your head while in Texas. We were talking about that on the sideline, weren't we? 
Yes, yes, we were. Yes, we were. I was just basically just saying, this is good. This is good. We got to do better at this, this, and this, you know? Oh, oh, 100%. And I know that you're also, something that I learned on the, that road trip is that you're an assistant coach in another wheelchair basketball uh, scenario, I guess I think more so with kids. So tell us about that experience. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm the assistant for the wheelchair basketball team uh, for the kids here, and we're called the New York Rolling Fury. And I basically got into that because uh, the head coach of the team is a former teammate's father. And I basically had called him up after I graduated from undergrad because I got my um, degree in exercise science, right? Sure. So well, we used to like, call that finesse back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, so I called him up and I'm like, hey, I'm interested in coaching because uh, I have my degree in exercise science and I'm also very, very personable with kids. So I think that it will be a good match. Um, he told me to come in two weeks because they had just got through finishing with nationals and they were just having a break, you know? So um, I came down to a practice and then I had a whole bunch of like drills that I had them do. And they really, really enjoyed it because I saw them laughing and smiling and just having a good time. And then, you know, a few weeks afterward, like three weeks, I would say, he texts me and he says, um, hey, Shane, so I've gotten good feedback from the kids and they say that they love you. So no. after that, I pretty much knew that I was going to stay, you know? Well, yeah, let's talk about that because I know that that same kind of reward is going to be given at this camp, isn't it? Yes. And, and as a coach... Um, I think kids with disabilities, and, and you can certainly weigh in on this, but kids with disabilities always are looking for something to keep their mind occupied away from the disability, if you will, and, and help them embrace it also. How big of a role does wheelchair basketball play in embracing your disability, both kids and adults? Well, I can basically tell you from experience that, like, it helps us to feel welcomed, you know. Um, it takes our mind off of our personal lives, like say, if we're having a problem, because you know, not only are you exercising your body, but you're also ex exercising your mind as well. Yeah, and speaking of your mind, and by the way, how can people be in touch to enroll in this camp? Because I feel like 
the Viscardi School also mm-hmm. will, will be listening to this. So uh, if kids from there want to be part of this, what, what can they do? Well, parents, I should say, also. Parents can just email um, CUNY. Uh, the email is alyssa.gunther at cuny.edu, and they can just enroll. Alyssa.gunther at cuny.edu? Yes. Very cool. Now, um, talking with Shane Knox here, and Shane, you brought up an interesting point that you were in, you were an undergrad, and that reminded me, yeah, Ryan Martin's recruited a lot of master's programs uh, players, hasn't he? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and how is that different? How is that exciting? Do you feel like master's uh, program athletes can be sort of a mentor to those that are younger on these teams? Definitely, because some of them have life experience so so they can give very good advice to say a person who's just coming out of high school you you know i do know and i i feel that and and you know the um the life experience i think to myself unfortunately some people in the outside world think it's oh look how great it is and inspirational that you guys are just making a hoop in the basket from a wheelchair and you guys Think of it way differently. So bring it to that mindset to show people, yeah, we're not just inspirational. We want to win every freaking game we can. Yes, yes. We have a very, very, very competitive mindset. Like, the games that we play can definitely be compared to, like, the NBA or, like, overseas. Well... Tell me about the, the competition is very interesting because, yes, you play Edinburgh and, yes, you've had success, but let's talk about the trials against the Rolling Knicks, okay? You've got Steve Sirio, a Paralympian, just honored at Henry Viscardi School Sports Night, by the way, just throwing that out there. Uh, Ryan Martin actually accepted the award on his behalf. But, yes, Steve Sirio and the Rolling Knicks did dominate. Can we just say that? Let's just be honest about it. So... How do you guys get to that level? I, I, Paralympics may be a stretch, but how do you get to that Paralympian level? We just basically have to know that we don't know everything and that we have to be open to learning more stuff. And that entails with watching game film from us and watching better game film from better teams and seeing what they do and then also applying it to our lives so that means again taking time out of our days and being in the gym and being on the court and actually shooting pushing etc etc now, you guys did have at least one or two wins down in Texas. Recap that for us, because I know uh, it was a bit of a, 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 it was a mixed bag down there, but you guys did have a couple wins. Tell us about them. It was just historic, because this was our first ever year in the college division, so we didn't really know what to expect but it's just that you know in our 
curse when we just completely came together and had like the utmost chemistry with one another. Um, everybody on the sideline was engaged and everybody on the court was engaged as well. Like we basically proved to ourselves that we belong to be here in the college division. Not only that, in Division One, okay, can we make this clear that you guys are competing against D1 teams? I think that needs to be highlighted uh, very much so. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. We definitely can make a run with those teams in the future. No, absolutely. Now, I know that the popularity of this is growing and CUNY is helping it grow, um, but the average person listening... Um, what can they do? And, and I bring this up because I know that some believe that people with able-bodied, uh, you know, can jump in a chair and play. I'm like, no, you've got to get more in the disabled community to play, right? It, it can't just be the able-bodied feeling disabled and, and jumping in a chair. That doesn't seem fair to me. Right. So what I would do, I would just tell people all of the time is just to type in, wheelchair basketball on YouTube and the first thing that you see is the Paralympics so you see like Team USA Team Canada etc etc and those are the best in the world so you know there's nothing else to say after that well I want to talk about the human side because sometimes let's be honest in my crutches and, and skate and people in power wheelchairs or wheelchairs, are we not looked at as robotic sometimes? So let's talk about the human side because you guys did have a human experience down in Texas as well. You guys had gone out, you, you, you rested up, but you also, you made the best of the trip, didn't you? For sure, for sure. And I feel like people don't understand that, yes, we might be disabled, but we still have a good time. For sure, for sure. Um, on the human side of things, you basically just have to just be open-minded and have to know that people are uneducated on what we go through. So you have to have patience and actually have these conversations. Right. And... It, yes, we do have our tough days, but we also have some very good days. And I feel like that's something that should be, you know, like we we fight to survive every day, but we also just enjoy our day, too. And I mean, you guys know, can I be honest, you guys know how to party. I know you guys are college kids and uh, athletics may not want to hear that, but you know how to party. And that's important, too. It, there's a camaraderie to that. Yes, there's some times in life where you just have to let go of everything that's happening and just go out and enjoy yourself i agree now i know that also you you kind of you, you're a bit quiet behind the scenes i think that's because your mind is always working on what can do better but when you're in that huddle you're very vocal aren't you i would say so i just give encouragement to everybody really you know 
and and I'm sure your teammates would definitely agree with that. I I mean, we all see the fire you got on that, uh, watching that game and playing it day in and day out. Thank you, thank you. Now let's talk about, and I know you've actually, if we can discuss this, you've experienced, you've talked about possibly playing in Europe. Is there anything in the cards for that? Does Europe have a wheelchair basketball, you know, team, uh, you know, league? Yes, there's a bunch of teams all over Europe. There's teams in France, teams in Germany, teams in Spain, teams in Italy, everywhere. Let's say, and that's very cool, by the way, because I think that needs to be highlighted. Again, that's something that needs to be highlighted. But I'm just thinking of the parents because we're talking about the camp also. And we know parents, when they have young kids, they're worried about the chairs crashing and and whatnot. Now, I don't expect rah-rah, you know, body-on-body or chair-on-chair action at camp. But how do you let parents know it's okay if the kid's chair, you know, sometimes gets rocked? That's part of the game. They would just have to see how the game is played and they would have to see how the players like react you know because boom say hypothetically speaking i flipped over right during the game if they see me pop myself right back up they would know that it's not really a big deal you know what i'm saying it's not exactly i i feel that i know what you're saying Exactly. And how long have you been playing, Shane? I feel like you've been at this since you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Uh, I started playing back when I was eight, so that was uh, 2003. And were your parents worried? or? Ooh, you bring me back now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the point, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> my mom was kind of impressed at how much of like a warrior I was. Because I remember in my first ever game, we were in Maryland, right? And we were playing against this team in D.C. at the time. Uh, They were called the Air Capital. And um, I was in the game playing defense against the biggest and oldest player, and I wasn't scared. Back then... Compared to me, I would say that uh, I was the size of, like, Muggsy Bogues playing against Shaq in a wheelchair. Wow. Wow. Just to give you a comparison. And and you were not daunted uh, by that at all? I wasn't scared at all. Nope. I just, I just wanted to play. <laughs> well, I, I think ready. you still have that mentality. Uh, but let's go back. Let's go to that for a minute because kids just want to play. Sometimes they don't know the safety of it. Did you have a, an idea of safety at eight years old? Or did you just have that, I don't care if I crash or not. I just want to play the game. I wasn't really scared of anything at all. I, I was just focused on not allowing him to get up the court at all because even back then I enjoyed playing defense okay 
Wow, so you'd be in transition going back on defense pretty quick at eight years old is what you're telling me. Not as fast as everybody else because they were all like in high school. But, you know, for an eight-year-old, they were impressed. I um I think it's very important that we, we talk about CUNY's role in this also because, you know, when kids play, that's all they want to do, like any sport. They just want to play it. But then what happens is you start to feel like people are lauding wheelchair basketball as just a great hobby for kids in wheelchairs. And yet here we are, a, a university in New York is opening up to real competition to kids after high school. That has to be mentioned time and time again. For sure, for sure, because let's just say, you know, when uh, my kids on my junior team are in 12th grade, right, that's now an option for them. They can stay in New York if they want to. And that never was the case, by the way, in the 90s, because honestly, we all thought of Viscardi, oh, well, that's it, you know. We do the games for physically challenged. We play, and then that's it. And CUNY's opened up a big door. And I keep saying Viscardi because that's where I feel like the idea came from. That's, you know, Destiny came from the Joe Salonica School of Wheelchair Basketball. And here we are talking wheelchair basketball at CUNY. Right, right. And so we didn't know that there would be an extra arm, but now kids graduating have that extra arm, which is huge. There's definitely a bright future ahead. All right, Jen, I'm going to ask you this because I've been curious. Um, you guys are all, while in the wheelchair, pretty able-bodied. So do you know, are there any stories of people that were born able-bodied then became wheelchair-bound? Were you, were you born with a, a certain disability, if I may ask, or did that happen later in life? Like, How did you end up uh, in wheelchair basketball? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I was born with a disability called spina bifida. And all that is is just at birth, my spinal cord didn't develop uh, properly. So I'm not able to walk. Um, How did I get into basketball? I basically... I basically got involved in sports at an early age because um, I used to be part of this wheelchair bowling team, um, right? No bumpers, I hope. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. Uh, and an old friend of mine who I'm still in contact with who's actually coming to CUNY soon, I hope. Her name is um, Joanne Spurgo. She said that she knew that I'm very athletic, so she had told my mom and dad to bring me down to a wheelchair basketball practice with the then team called the Long Island Lightning. I had a couple friends out of there. I don't know if you know Brianna Russo, but she was out of that program. She was one of my old teammates, yep. Wow. 
See, it's a small yep. world. This yep. this world is so small. And Edinburgh also, that's where she went to right after. And yep. actually, she ended up in Arizona as part of their yep. wheelchair program. So she went a, a long ways, and I think she still became assistant after she played. So she's been involved for a long time. Yep. She was one of my oldest teammates. Tell me you know Christy Bradley while we're at it, because I know that she was a coach over there. Christy Bradley. Uh I've heard of her name, but I don't know her personally. Okay. But that just proves that, you know, this world of wheelchair basketball, and, and that's the other thing about this sport, man. We realize at Nationals, we're not just a New York community. This is national. This is actually worldwide. Like, I think when you go to a smaller school like Viscardi, you think it's only in that environment. But you will go down there, and you're like, whoa, Auburn, Alabama, UTA. I mean, come on, Arizona. It, it goes beyond just our little niche and nook in um in New York. Yep, it definitely is an eye opener for everybody to open up their minds for sure. And so I would include people to go to uh, any national, you know, any national wheelchair sport tournament because uh, I know you guys did tennis as well. Do you know how that fared? Um, tennis was actually really really fun for me <laughs> did you compete at all or was it all just tri uh, clinics and whatnot um it was just clinics but i know that matt i gotta give a shout out to matthew matthew the sid of cuny adaptive because and cuny athletics because he he's been a big reason why the cuny adaptive arm of cuny athletics has, has succeeded because he's gotten the word out there about you guys I appreciate him a lot, for sure. And and the wheelchair tennis, and I know Ryan might expand. Look, there's wheelchair softball. There's a bunch of different sports that have been adapted. It's just, I don't know. I guess it's us. It's making up lost time to, to finally go out and, and be part of all these. The time is now, though. Oh, 100% right on that. Um, the time is now. Are you doing any other wheelchair sports, by the way, be, alongside basketball and tennis? Um, I'm not doing any other sports now, but I had tried skiing back when I was a teenager. And did you ever try sled hockey? Never in my life. I did it once. It was kind of fun as heck, but then I fell on the ice at eight years old and I was like, I don't know. I might try again. But the thing about skiing, you know, people often ask me that because I rollerblade and they're like, you know, the way you roll is skiing. And I don't know, it's very different on slopes like that. Like, I would like to keep my leg. So I'm a little nervous to try that, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I understand. But uh, it, did you have a good experience with it? They actually said that they wanted me to come back and compete because, like, I had picked up really really fast but I turned down the offer because all I wanted to do was just to play basketball <laughs> well I want to ask you this because I know that the role with as as a player is not just being a player you have to help recruit athletes as well right so what's the role that you guys have in helping coach Martin get more on the on these teams um all I do personally is just form a, a relationship with all the younger kids like you know 
I talk with them on Instagram. I talk with them on Facebook, and I ask them, you know, if they want to even play basketball after they graduate from high school. And the opportunity is here in New York if that's what you want to do. I was just thinking, you know, everybody after Shaheen Holloway left St. Peter's after that magical run, I mean, you, what people don't understand is while CUNY Athletics was going on that run, so was St. Peter's at the very same time. It was interesting to watch the parallel there. Um, but just like a D1 coach leaving for another school, bringing kids over, you know, that can happen here where a team of high schoolers that you're assisting can be brought into the college fold, can it? Yeah, and sure. and that that's kind of a cool aspect of this, and hopefully that that helps grow the program for sure. Look, you guys are sponsored, and there's no no doubt why. You know, you're doing live streaming, you've got wins under your belts, um, but to know that places I think like Goya and, and others are sponsoring is really special for a first year really program. The value and sponsoring us as well like they see that we put our hearts and our minds into the sport a hundred percent and their main reason why you were able to get down to texas if i'm not mistaken for sure for sure and uh, thank god for that also can we give a shout out to zach i mean zach ivanovich i think i hope i didn't mess up his name but uh the commissioner for cuniac for many years, back to when I was at Queens College also. Um, but he's he's like an old friend now, and to see him embracing this is really cool. He was down in Texas with us, man. Yep, yep. He was, he was on the sidelines during every game supporting us. And I just saw a big, big smile on his face every time I looked at him. And it's, believe me, it's not just because he's finding this an inspirational thing that CUNY can attach his name to, he sees value in this too. Mm-hmm. And that's, sure. that's important to talk about. Well, I'm very excited to know about this camp. Maybe, when is it again to remind us? Um, it'll be on August the 6th and August the 7th. All right, maybe, because I've already gotten an invite kind of to a combine with uh, Queens College Baseball. Maybe I'll take this podcast with me. Uh, take it out to these, this camp. I think that'd be kind of cool to cover it. August, I would love to be there. Uh, on Saturday and Sunday, yeah, let's let's work on something like that. That'd be awesome to do. So I'll work on that. All right, all right. And then we can do live reports from camp. Because you know what? At the end of the day, we're both kind of, we're watching this from an older perspective, but it's all about the kids now. So to see these kids grow up in the in the wheelchair basketball world will be special to see. I agree. 100%. Now, will your kids be at the camp? Yes, they will. Very cool. Well, we'll be excited to see that. And by the way, I know that Shane was in Wichita, if I'm not mistaken, for a tournament. Yes. How was that? Um, it was really, 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 really intense. <laughs> For lack of a better word. Well, I know that you want. I know that we were talking about coming on for a while, but anything else you'd want to add that you've been wanting to um, while we've been talking? I just want to say thank you for 
having me. And I have a question for you now. Oh, boy. <laughs> My question is, what inspired you to get into this field? Of podcasting, you mean? or Yeah. Well, there was a time when I first started in radio um, that I saw our tax dollars, you know, I always say we might be disabled, we might be an athlete, but we all pay taxes, right? So when I saw that my generation wasn't seeing taxes, <clears throat> wasn't knowing where their taxes were going, I wanted to make people aware, hey, we're all paying into the system, so are we getting a benefit out of it? So I've always wanted to know about the taxes. Then politics got too much for me, Shane, and I figured, well, what do I know best? Adaptability and adaptive sports and I want to shine a highlight. Also, I saw a lot of people in New York down and out of their luck and homeless. And I'm like, people need an, an outlet to listen to, to have people inspire them that they might. I always believe either someone is unfortunately wheelchair, you know, going becoming wheelchair bound or losing a leg at least every day. And they don't know what to do with that. But I want to bring on people who know what to do with that and get those who don't know, inspired to keep going. I think when people have an injury of some sorts, they get depressed. And I'm saying, well, people who already are, are adapted to this can help you adapt by their story alone. Yeah, for sure. And, and as I get older, I'm starting to want to not be defined by my leg, okay? So I could say, till I'm blue in the face, I roll blade on one leg. I could probably gain a lot of traction with just those videos alone. But the point is, we have brains. We have goals. We don't just, you know, want to sit down and say, oh, I feel inspirational because I'm playing wheelchair basketball. No. How do we take our talents and truly gifts from God and, and the abilities we have and make a life out of it, not just be defined by it? Oh, that's deep. Yep. All right. Well, now that I've had my therapy session, Shane, thank you for that. Um, that's why I started it, because... I got tired of politics, I got tired of what's going on, and I started to say, what can be better fitted for this podcast than adaptability? Now, don't get me wrong, yesterday I had someone on Watergate because the Watergate scandal is very fascinating to me, and we're 50 years uh, you know, since then, so I wanted to cover that, but I don't think being wide-ranging is a bad thing either. I'm just absorbing everything that you're saying, because it's really, really powerful. Well, thank you, Shane. And, and where can people get in touch with you? I know you're on Instagram and wherever else, but where where else would you like to, uh, uh, you know, uh, where can people find you and email you even? Uh, you can email me at shanenox95 at gmail.com. And you can also find me on Facebook at Shane Allen Wade Knox. All right, and I'm just thinking of uh, Kevin Knox from the Knicks. I don't know why, but I, <laughs> you don't know him by chance, right? Never, never, never in my life. See, that'd be an interesting one-on-one, -on -one. Knox versus Knox. That'd be kind of fun, <laughs> actually. Anyway, I got to get back to my radio work, but this has been a blast, and I feel like such a relief because you asked me the question. I'm like, all right, I'll just tell it all right now. So thank you for letting me open up, too, on my own podcast. Somebody has to do it. <laughs> <laughs>
It's true. All right, man. Well, we'll send you this link, and uh, we'll definitely have you back. And, yeah, let's shoot for August 6th and 7th. We'd love to be there. I expect to see you. And I'll go even further. We'd love to have you see your kid there as well um, in the Viscardi community. Don't be afraid. Your kid will benefit from this camp experience. I guarantee it. I know Shane will, too. Oh, yeah. I'm Alex Garrett, where we're always adapting.